it's time to hit in the shop with Kirk, Brian, and Dan. I've been driving all night, my hands wet on the wheel. In the shop, your source for the latest information and advice on maintaining and repairing your vehicle on KGMI Newstalk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham, and KGMI.com. KGMI and the Cascade Radio Group receive financial compensation to present this program in its entirety. Opinions and information expressed are those of the host and or sponsors and do not necessarily reflect those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group. Good morning. You are in the shop. This is Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic here with Kirk from Angler Automotive. Hey, and we are live. This isn't some best of show, That's although right. it may be someday. <laughs> <laughs> Taking your calls, 360-676-KGMI. That's 676-5464. We'd always rather hear from our listeners. Absolutely. So do give us a call. Call early. Don't want to wait till the end of the show and have people lined up that we can't get on the air. A well, bom- what is it, like a balmy six degrees, eight degrees outside the Cascade Radio Group studios up here on U Street Hill? And we had to stand out there for like 20 minutes before you guys let us in. I would, it's a lot. <laughs> it's the, really when, cold. When the temperature gets <laughs> below 10 degrees, the minutes go by much faster outside. You know, it's funny that... Um, you know, I found that I don't like the cold weather anymore. I mean, being inside where it's warm, it's okay. Um, but I was kind of thinking back to back in the good old days when I used to work at Trotner's Mobile Tune-Up. Um, we used to do uh, maintenance for some companies, and uh, Coastline Equipment had a place out on the corner of Bakerview Road and um, Bakerview Spur, and um, it was uh, service maintenance day. I'd go out there, I think it was once a month, and service up all their fleet vehicles out, you know, in the parking lot. And mobily tune them up? Mobily tune them up, and uh, used to do, uh, if you had a four-cylinder motor, we'd go to your house in the city of the limits of Bellingham, and for twenty nine ninety five plus tax, we'd... Put points, plugs, rotor cap, condenser, just your dwell, just your timing. Check your car over. You know, twenty nine ninety five. Hey, but anyway, a, that's not my story. Once upon a time, I saw you in the van in a van that said, "Angler, Angler Automotive and yes. Mobile Repair." And uh, that is true. That is true. That's how I started the business originally. Trying to, I was going to do mobile repair. And what I found was, you know, I started the company in 1999, and uh, after a few years with the technology that was going on with the cars, I was finding more and more times that the vehicles, when they were broken so bad that they wouldn't run anymore, you need to get them to the shop to fix them. So rather than go out and diagnose, quick diagnosis and say, hey, bring it to the shop, tow it to the shop, um, and then finish diagnosing it. It's just like save people money. Bringing it yeah, it ends up being thing. being less expensive to tow it in these days in, in most cases. The cost, the cost of labor and time to drive across Bellingham and back. Well, yeah. and uh, oh, some, Anyway, so, hey, let me talk um, about this. We're going to have to get to these colors. So you got to make it, you gotta make this it quick. Is, this is how tough I used to be, and I'm not anymore. Um I went out to Coastline Equipment. I think it was like 1989 or something. We had a big old blizzard. It was kind of, you know, late. And it's snowing and it's blowing. And I'm laying underneath these vans and trucks and stuff out in their parking lot, draining oil out of them. And the wind is blowing so hard that the uh, oil was actually coming down about four inches and then blowing out across the snow. It was blowing so hard. And it was just really awesome. And they were surprised that I went out there and serviced them. I did, and it was wonderful. So there you have it. Not anymore. Bring it into the shop. 65 degrees, lift it up on the hoist, sip on coffee while the oil drains out of your engine. Get her done. Get it done. Well, hey, it looks like we've got a couple callers here. I think uh, we're going to go with Craig. Good morning, Craig. Good morning, gentlemen. I'm I'm glad you're there. I've been waiting for you all morning. Oh, fabulous! <laughs> That's what we like to hear. 
Hey, I got this 2000 Chevy 1500. Got a 5.3 motor. Got a ton of miles on it. But the last two mornings, uh, you know, it's been so cold. Um, it doesn't want to idle, and I gotta, I gotta keep the RPMs up about maybe fifteen hundred. But what's weird is my oil pressure gauge. If I let it idle, goes down to zero, and then if I if I rev it up a little, it goes up to about maybe twenty. And then once the motor gets warm, it runs where it should be. It idles at about forty pounds, and then when I'm on the highway, I'd say. It's Oh, I don't know, maybe 50, 55. Um, so I don't know. Is there is something freezing up because uh, of the cold? You know, so you said it has a, a ton of miles on it. How long has it been since you had an oil change on it? I change it constantly. Const- constantly. <laughs> I, co- I, probably const- I probably change it once a month. <laughs> and are you using uh, the recommended like 5W30 motor oil in it? Well, it recommends 530. In the summer, I was running 1040 because it had so many miles. And what's in uh, it What's in it now? 1040. Yeah, so I'd, I'd be a little bit concerned about that in this cold weather. And most manufacturers have gone to just straight recommending, you know, a, one oil. And, and in a lot of new cars, it's like a 0W20. Um, some of them are down to 016, and, and you've got, there's some Toyotas and a few others out there that are 08 oil. That's crazy. It is. It, it's like it's like pouring thin water into your engine. Right. Um, but, so you think the thicker, the thicker oil could have something to do with it? I, I have a real concern that, that that's the case. That, that oil is so much harder to pump, and when you get temperatures down into the single digits, I mean that that oil is like molasses in there. So it is, um, it is really thick. Yeah. Okay. It, it is thick, and 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 that causes cold start lubrication problems. And and I right. I, I warn people at the shop sometimes because of burning oil, um, you know, or, or various issues with an engine to go with a, a thicker oil or higher viscosity. Um, right. To, to 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 hey, you want to thin that out and go back to what they recommend in the winter, and I would definitely do that. The the thing so is, go back, is that, go back to the five thirty then. Yeah, like with these really thin oils, it's seconds after startup, everything in the engine is being lubricated. That oil moves so freely. When it gets down below freezing, and you have that that ten W forty in there, it can take thirty yeah. seconds to get oil to every crevice in the engine. Oh, that poor guy. Yeah, a couple of times I even heard a couple of knocks before it got lubricated. You know. Yeah, yeah. Get some thinner oil in there for the winter time. Okay. Before so it's too late. The, the, the cold weather doesn't affect uh, any springs or valves that open and close or whatever. It affects the, the oil getting to things like the lifters and the bearings, which is pretty critical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but well, okay, can, I'll go back to, but should I go lower than the 530? No. No, no I'll get a 530 synthetic blend or a 530 synthetic Okay. Like right now, it's it's warm and it's it's idling at, at forty pounds, which is should be normal, right? Yeah, I that should be normal, and I I just I think this is going to be down to a pickup screen, oil filter, oil pump issue. Just having a hard time dealing with that oil, the thicker oil. Okay, right. yeah, I'm a Walmart. I'm going in right now to get some five thirty. <laughs> All right, yeah, good luck with that. Give us a call back in a week or two and let us know how that went, Craig. Well, I want to say one thing about mobile maintenance. There's a place in Seattle. It's called uh, Mobile Wrench. And it looks on the side of the uh, truck like it says winch. But anyway, I don't know if he's still in business, but he came all the way to Bellingham oh, a couple years ago with a real nice rig and uh, helped me out. Really? Uh, but I don't know if they're still in business or not. What, it did, what did it cost? Wrench. What did it cost to get a mobile mechanic from Seattle to come to Bellingham? To well, fix your I, I kind of lucked out because he had to be in uh, uh, Burlington anyway. Oh, so it, it wasn't that much further. Uh, but I was stuck, and I don't know. I'm sure. Yeah, it cost me a couple extra bucks, but it was, he knew what he was doing. He was really good and had really nice equipment. And like I said, I don't know if he's still in business, but. Uh, it sure was nice having him. That's awesome. Yeah, I've yeah. watched over the to... I've watched over the years. Almost every mobile mechanic in Wacom and Skagit County hasn't taken them long to, uh, to 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 get a facility and become a non mobile mechanic. Well, you know, I, yeah, I'm going to put a plug in for Trotters. They're still doing some mobile repair. 
Trotters? Okay. Yeah, they are. Yeah, because I live uh, way out. Well, they got a van. Okay, put yeah. it this way. They got a van. Brian's saying that they don't. but I, I, I could I, be wrong. I think they do once in a while. Call them up. Okay. If you, if, if you need a mobile call. call. I'll, I'll ask yeah, my, I, na- I'm I, ask my I, neighbor I'm, if she'll uh, know. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm way out in the middle neighbor? of Lindsay's my neighbor. Okay, <laughs> we'll find out. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. when you live out in the middle of nowhere some, and you only got one car, sometimes you you need to pay the extra money, you know? Well, that's yeah. true. That's All right. Thanks true. for yeah. the call, Craig. We appreciate okay. it. Thank you guys very much. You're welcome. Thanks for calling in. Hey, I was going to say something else that affects uh, cold weather, affecting uh, other things in your motor. How about carbon buildup on your valve stems and things like that? Kind Ca- of causing, causing your 1990s and early 2000 Honda to just crank but not start in the I cold actually weather? I had like in 2010, 2013, or 2011 uh, Nissan, um, I don't know, a month ago? Or whenever we had a, our little mini cold snap, um, that's what it was. It was a valves were sticking open a little bit and no compression. Crank, 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 crank until it fires up. So I did a little decarbonization on the thing and got it resolved. Yeah, I think that's one of those services, the the combustion chamber cleaning or intake system cleaning that, that a lot of places recommend. Um, helps remove that carbon buildup in the intake on the intake valves inside the cylinder. That carbon, when it builds up there, that Kirk was talking about, acts like a sponge. Oh yeah, and and it'll just suck that fuel right up and and won't allow it to combust inside the engine. So the car won't start until you get enough fuel in there to saturate, saturate that sponge. Saturate the carbon. And sometimes if there's enough in there, it'll goo up and it'll actually kind of hold the valves open a and, little bit. And and which can lead to severe engine damage if you don't address it in time. That is true. But fortunately, by then, usually the engines are so wore out and everything's so loose and the valves are sucked up into the seat so far that a lot of times you get the clearance and it doesn't whack them. <laughs> All right. Well, we are taking your calls, 360-676-KGMI, 676-5464. Keep the calls coming. You are in the shop. Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic, Kirk from Angler Automotive. Tandoori Bites, now in Bellingham and Linden. Linden residents can now enjoy the fresh and flavorful taste of Indian food in their own hometown. You'll be amazed at the unique menu of -of one-of-a-kind foods that takes your taste buds on a journey overseas. Enjoy a bountiful menu featuring tender butter chicken and succulent baked tandoori meats, plus plenty of vegetarian and halal options. For a special dining experience, eat family style, complete with authentic Indian-style seating. The new Tandoori Bites Linden location also features a sports bar with local craft beers, Indian beer, wine, and a full cocktail menu. Tandoori Bites Linden is also home to all-time pizza. 21 different flavorful pizzas to choose from with a tasty variety of fresh toppings. Locals love their buffalo chicken pizza or Linden Lion pizza, and you'll love the flavors and freshness. Dine in or take out Tandoori Bites and all-time pizza in Linden's Bender Plaza, 8874 Bender Road, just north of the ball fields. Stop by today for a unique dining experience. Hmm, roof leaking. It would appear. The same roof you were going to call Jostin's Roofing about last summer? Yeah. Now what? Could you just hand me a mop? Sure, if you think you're going to use it now or wait till next year. (laughs) Sorry. A leaky roof? It's no laughing matter. Go to JostinsRoofing.com to schedule a free estimate. You don't have to wait till summer. Jostin's Roofing will keep you dry and leak-free all year long. Spelled like Justin's. Visit J-O-O-S-T-E-N-S. JostinsRoofing.com. The customer is just looking for a great experience. They really did their research, put hours and hours on the internet, figure out what they want. Stop trying to push people to buy something they don't want. Stop lying about things that are not true. Just get down to the human base and be nice. They want to drive the car, let them drive it. They want to go check it out with their mechanic, let them check it out with their mechanic. What do you have to hide? There's nothing to hide. Please, just be honest. Give them a good experience and the rest should be really simple. Here's the numbers. You like them? Yes. Let's make a deal. Let's take care. Let's take a picture of you because we're excited that you bought a car here. The customer should be like, hey, I'm, I'm here because I know I'm going to get a good deal. I already looked at the price. I know what my car's worth. If you can give this to me, we'll make a deal. Here you go. Let's make a deal. We take care of our customers because it's the right thing to do. Bellingham Nissan is part of the Cortez Auto Group. We don't have the usual traffic jams that they have in the big city. 
But sometimes things happen to snarl everything up. Depend on KGMI to keep you cruising to your destination with KGMI traffic alerts. We'll tell you where the trouble spots are. And if you see problems on the road, give us a call at 360-676-5464 so we can spread the word. KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM and KGMI.com. The opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group. That's my favorite song. Bringing in my Scottish heritage here. Are you Scottish? Scottish. I got. I go, Are you my, a little Wallace? My my country goes back to the island. Yeah. Scotland and Ireland. Do you play uh, bagpipes? I, I do not. Do play you the, have bagpipes? I do not play the bagpipes. But gro- but growing up, my grandma said that my, that on her on on my grandpa's side of the family, there were a long line of alcoholics. Alcoholics, eh? They like the scotch. I can't drink that scotch. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> Just even thinking about it just makes me. Ugh. You are in the shop, Brian uh, from Doctor John's Auto Clinic, Kirk from Angler Automotive. Give us a call, and uh, we have John on the line here. Good morning, John. 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 It's about uh, fifteen degrees here in Goshen, so. Anyway, I called a couple weeks ago. I've got a 13 Prius, and I was complaining about the low beam lights, or lack of light. Yeah. And uh, I I couldn't, I really didn't get any answers anywhere. And I thought, well, I'll go to the Toyota dealer. He should know. And I talked to the service writer, and he said, just a minute. You and I are going to go outside and check, see what's going on. So the service rider come out, opened the hood, and he fished around in there, and he said, huh, you don't have them bulbs seated in there right. They weren't, they were in the hole, but they weren't seated right. So that was my problem. Well, that's pretty cool to find out. Yeah, those, uh, the reflector assembly, the, the reflectors inside that, that housing are very sensitive to the placement of the light. They're designed for it yeah. to... To come back in a specific point to be reflected back out. So I hear all these horror stories about going to a dealer, but he he, he bailed me out. So, I you know I think in the end it comes down to the people you're dealing with, and you you found a good one. Uh, so so I got lucky. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I just thought I'd run that by you. So if, well, I, th- I think that's a that's a great tip that we have, we've kind of overlooked on the show. I, that's something I've run into before, and uh, next time somebody calls with their illumination problem, we'll we'll take a look at that first. Yeah. Anyway, good call. Thank you. All right. Good, stay good warm show. out there, John. Goodbye. Yeah, well, you know, putting headlights in seems like it it should be and used to be a pretty simple, straightforward thing. And and my gosh, some of them can be nightmares. Oh man, you know, I I still don't understand why or why why do you have to take the front bumper off of the vehicle and take the entire headlight assembly out to replace a a headlight bulb? I mean, it's just. It seems so much easier to pull off the tire, go through the access panel in the fender well, cut your hand open on the sharp frame metal behind that access panel to put it in. It it does, but some you still need to take everything apart, and it just blows me away. It's kind of like heater cores last a lot longer than they used to, but still to build a vehicle around a heater core is insane, but even more insane is to build a half of a vehicle around a Gosh darn headlight bulb. Yeah, I remember when we were doing Lights On with the uh, Automotive Service Association, boy, this is eight, nine years ago, we, there was somebody who'd gone and get his free lights replacements, and he had a light out in his bumper. Mm-hmm. And it was it was too time-consuming to do at the Lights On event. Or auto repair shops would replace bulbs for free. Napa and others would provide the bulbs. And and so he came into our shop with this voucher to put a put a – turn signal bulb in his front bumper pop in a, a, bulb in a Cadillac yeah. and pop a bulb in it was an hour and 45 minutes to pull the bumper off and replace the turn signal bulb that was burned out oh yeah 
And oh. and so there were like I think six bulbs that were associated with the lighting that were accessible with the bumper off, and we just replaced all of them. Probably a good idea. Yeah, probably a good idea. I had a I think it was a Lexus. I forget what it was a couple of years ago, and uh, it it was a hour and a half job to replace the like well one headlight bulb and uh yeah well while i was in there but i had the whole front of the car sitting on the on the deck there in the shop it was insanity brilliant engineering yeah Yeah. all right we're going to take another break here you are in the shop with brian from dr john's auto clinic kirk from angler automotive we'll be right back There's something magical in the air. Melt away the winter blues this January with a share of $50,000 in prizes. Join the fun every Friday with hourly hot seat drawings from 4 to 8 p.m. It might be cold outside, but these seats are blazing hot. You know what they say, snow time like the present for a little snow money. The results are in, and you voted us best casino and best stake in the Northwest. Thank you all for your support. Silver Reef Casino Resort, located off I-5, exit 260. We've got that. What does your dream getaway have? Luxury hotel rooms, elegant suites, and relaxing spa? We've got that. World-class Wine Spectator Award-winning steakhouse? We've got that. Washington's premier golf destination? We've got that. How about the newest slots, table games, and exciting promotions? Oh, yeah, we've got those, too. Visit Silver Reef Casino Resort and hit the getaway jackpot. Silver Reef Casino Resort, located off I-5, exit 260. We've got that. Too busy to even think about laundry? Let Brio help. They've just expanded and added new supersized machines that can wash up to 80 pounds of laundry. That's five to six loads in one machine at one time. Plus, Brio's added more folding space, additional seating, and a refreshed new look. Brio, the laundromat for busy people. Always staffed by helpful attendants with special machines to wash your outdoor gear, dog beds, and down comforters. Located in the Sunnyland neighborhood, Brio Laundry. It's always good clean fun. Ew, gotta get rid of this old Backstreet Boys t-shirt. Tell me why. Because it stinks, boys. Tell me why. I've washed it so many times but the odor won't come out. Tell me why. No, you tell me why I can't get rid of this odor. Have you tried Downy Rinse and Refresh? It doesn't just cover up odors. It helps remove them. Wow, it worked, guys. Yeah. Downy Rinse and Refresh removes more odor in one wash than the leading value detergent in three washes. Find it wherever you buy laundry products. Don't miss out on limited-time appliance deals during the closeout event at Lowe's. Get up to 35% off select major appliances. Plus, save an extra $100 when you spend $999 or more on all major appliances. Hurry, these deals are too good to last long. Shop in-store or online today. Because Lowe's knows home improvement. Valid 1-4 through 124. Selection varies by location. While supplies last. See Lowe's.com for details. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. No gimmicks, just the highest quality systems. 0% interest financing and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Rely on West Mechanical heating, air conditioning, and electrical. Contact them today at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. CBS Brief. Heavy snow, freezing rain, and brutally cold temperatures are affecting millions in the nation. Zach Taylor is at the National Weather Service. We're in the midst of a wide-reaching coast-to-coast active winter weather pattern. Virtually every state under some sort of winter weather headline ranging from blizzard warnings to winter storm warnings as well as wind chill warnings and extreme cold. So several storm systems are impacting the United States and that looks to continue at least through early next week. In Taiwan, voters have handed an unprecedented third term to the Democratic Progressive Party. CBS's Lucy Kraft. The next president will be its current vice president, 64-year-old William Lai. Vilified by Beijing, Lai pledged to protect Taiwan from Chinese threats and intimidation. More escalation in the Middle East after a new U.S. strike against Iran-backed Houthi militants who are vowing a strong response. CBS News Brief. I'm Allison Keyes. Welcome back. 
We're back live. You are in the shop. Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic. Kirk from Angler Automotive, 360-676-5464. And we have John on the line from Bellingham. Good morning, John. Whoa. We got the tone. Foghorn. Might have lost John. Give us a call back, John. We should have time to take your call, but I think for now we're going to go right to Lori. Hello? Good morning, Lori. You are on the air. Oh, thank you. Good morning. Our son has a 2012 Chevrolet Silverado 5.3 V8 with 191,000 miles on it, all pretty much freeway because he travels with his work. Recently, he had a helicoil put in um, and has driven it a total of 138 miles, and that has failed. Um, it was done by a dealership, and there's no warranty on it. Your thoughts? A helicoil to keep a spark plug in it? Yes. Hmm. So there are probably some options. Um, I would have hoped they explained that the the type of repair that was being done came with, with risks and did not come with a warranty to begin with, so he could have evaluated his options. Um. I, I'm not sure what kind of insert they put in there. Um, Helicoil is a is a is a brand name, and there are many different brands that make spark plug inserts, and they're so they're probably using Helicoil as just a, a generic term um, for what they installed in there. There are different brands and different sizes. Um, I'll use the the Ford. Uh, I think it's the Ford Triton inserts um, that we use in the Fords. And, and there are, are cheap aftermarket inserts that that basically you can just pull the spark plug out and, and, and take this thing and screw it into the old threads, and it cuts its way in, and it fits in there. They're really thin. They're not very durable, and generally they come out with the spark plug. And then there are the proper repair ones that are these stainless steel, relatively thick, incredibly strong inserts that come in a really expensive many hundreds of dollars kit with all these special tools to install them. And they actually make double oversized ones in the event that that fails. So there are probably some options to, to repair what he has. Um, I don't have a 5.3 kit, but I'm sure it's something we could, we could get. Um, Kirk, what are your thoughts? I concur. I concur. Yeah. Matt, you are well, never a man of few words. Well, I, I you said all there is to say. I, I completely agree with you. That's why I do the show with you is because I can just sit here and listen to what Coast. you say and just agree. So um, basically, you. Back to I guess the I'm getting line. conveyed that is that that you never know when something's put in whether it's going to work or not, and so for it to fail is just it's just the nature of owning a vehicle. Well. Sometimes, but you know that's one of the things that why do those threads blow out of those? I think it's didn't get the spark plugs tight enough the first time, or they were too tight and the threads were damaged when you were taking them out, or something like that. So, um, you know, using a good quality helicoil, I mean, it is, you know, the the proper proper repair would be to replace the cylinder head. You know, bottom line. Uh, but that is a lot of money to do that. So, you know, if you could get an oversized, you know, uh, helicoil for what you're dealing with there, um, a good quality one, put it in there. Um, I used to, you know, years ago, I used to use the, well, the helicoil brand that, um, you know, they they have the little, they have the three, you oversize the hole, you put the thing in, but it had a... Um, like some little nubs or something like that, and you'd put a tool in there and you kind of smack it with the thing and expand it out and hold it in there. Swedge. Swedge, thanks. Smacking, smacking the swedge in. And, uh, you know, you'd use that green Loctite to hold it in place. Um, I had also used uh, JB Weld on the threads of them occasionally back in the good old days. So, um, and they held up. Is this real wood? I'm knocking on wood. But they held up. I never did have one pop out again on me. So I think it would be worth uh, 
it was my rig, absolutely. I'd try it again, but uh, maybe in an aftermarket realm where we deal with weird stuff more so maybe than, you know, uh, kind of a line theft. Yeah, I would def- I'd definitely be looking at, at other options for a different style insert to, to repair that spark plug hole. You're probably looking at, at several thousand dollars to replace the cylinder head with a new casting that has new threads and, and to make it be, like, new again. Yeah. In, in those situations where, where we go through and we're like, okay, we've got, we've got this cylinder head that, that is damaged and, and the, the 100% proper repair, if this was going into an aircraft, you know, we're, we're the only way we're going to fix is to put a cylinder head on it. If we're going to look at an option that's going to be more economical, which has uh, some risk but a high chance of, of success, and we'll normally explain that to a customer, in almost all of those cases, we end up being successful. In the rare situation where it's not successful, I always look at it as kind of a, a shared risk kind of thing. Um, and and what we'll end up doing if, if in that situation that component doesn't hold up, like that insert failed, um, is we'll usually take you know that price that was paid or a portion of that price and and apply that towards, yeah, towards a, replacing the, the, the cylinder head. Yeah. Um, and, and that way there's, there's shared risk in that situation. We're the professional and we should, you know, be recommending something that we have a, a high level of confidence. It's going to take care of your problem versus having you back with the same thing again. And I guess that's kind of one of the reasons why I'm calling is that there's different levels of the brand per se. Um, and I'm going to share with you, the cost of just the helicoil was over a thousand dollars. So by what you're telling me, if it failed and the dealership was worth anything, they attempted that with maybe one of the more heavier-duty ones like you're talking about that would have cost more. And I guess that's my question, too, then, is, is um, and it failed. So either they gave it the best shot with the best equipment and it failed, and that is the risk. Um, yeah, I just – I. I I don't want you to say who the dealer is or who did the work or anything. You know, we're kind of a, a third party in this. I as as a professional who provides a warranty, my warranty is on the invoice. When I get into a situation where where it seems like I need to tell this customer I can do this for you, but I won't stand behind the work. I don't really want to do the work if I can't stand behind it. I don't want to take your money if if I can't give you a repair that I can't stand behind. Yeah. And, and that that's probably that's kind of my biggest concern in this situation like this is is why would somebody be charging you for something that they don't think is going to work so they won't stand behind it? Yeah. Um, okay. I, I, I would go go back and talk to a, a service manager or a general manager wherever you had it done. I don't like being in the situation that that dealership's in, but we've had situations where I've had to, had to step up and, and take care of a customer or find a resolution that's going to work, you know, a, you know, a shared risk solution that that's going to work and try to keep everybody happy. And and I agree with you. We don't want to share the dealership name or anything. And it is on the road, and um, it's not somebody that our son always does business with, unlike you know a local dealer because he is on the road. Um, and we have gone to the manager, and they pretty much said it was work done without a warranty and. Basically, it. But I'm not sure. I I'm, I'm not sure if you read their invoice. It says work done without a warranty. You know, I can't after the fact tell you. You know, uh, well, my warranty changes for you. Um, I have a warranty, and I stand behind it, and that's what a warranty's for. Yeah. Well, maybe we need to look at the fine print, but they pretty much <laughs> have said that was the risk that we took having it put in. And the only thing that they did say is that we think that's what they said. We think that this will fix the problem. Um, so, I mean, they didn't say they knew it would, but it just seemed like a lot of money to only drive at 138 miles to have it fail. So we're looking at other options. So I appreciate your time and your thoughts. Thank you so much. You guys have a good day. Thank you, Lori. Appreciate it. Wow. Yeah, that is a tough situation. It it really is. And there's times where, you know, um, looks like we need to take a quick little break. 360-676-KGMI, you are in the shop with Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic, Kirk from Angler Automotive. 
The Lummy Bay Market at Exit 260 is where you'll find more in the store. You'll find more in the store because there's so much store. Almost 10,000 square feet. The Lummy Bay Market is where you'll find everything you need for on and off the road. You'll find the best value on gas and diesel, along with way more than you would expect out of a convenience store. There's a liquor department featuring a great selection of your favorite competitively priced spirits, wines, and mixers. And of course, you'll want to check out the huge selection of ice-cold beer in their massive beer cave. Want to grab a quick bite for breakfast or lunch? Don't feel like cooking dinner? At the Lummy Bay Market, you'll find a great hot deli counter, including our brand new fried chicken, chicken tenders, and chicken wings with all the fix-ins. Make the Lummy Bay Market your first or last stop of the day for fuel, food, and more. The Lummy Bay Market, just off I-5 at exit 260 on Rural Avenue. Open 24 hours, 7 days a week. Lummy Bay Market, where, where there's, there's more in the store. The snow is dubbing in the mountains and foothills, which means it's time to gear up for winter fun. When it comes to outdoor play in the wintertime, nobody beats Mount Baker Motorsports in Bellingham. They're your authorized Arctic Cat snowmobile and off-road dealer and have everything you need for your winter adventures. Mount Baker Motorsports offers an extensive parts and accessories department, apparel for the winter riding season, and a service team for all repairs and upgrades to your existing sleds. Are you working outside during the cold and snowy season? Mount Baker Motorsports has you covered. They have an extensive selection of ATVs and side-by-sides that can be fitted with snow plows, cabin enclosures, and heater systems to ensure that you can get the job done. Stop by and visit Mount Baker Motorsports today at the corner of Woburn and Iowa in Bellingham, or check them out online at mountbakermoto.com. Mount Baker Motorsports, Whatcom County's premier power sports dealer, featuring Arctic Cat, Kawasaki, KTM, CF Moto, Husqvarna, and Gas Gas. Welcome back. You are in the shop. Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic. Kirk from Mangler Automotive. And it looks like we have Roger on the line. Good morning, Roger. Good morning, gentlemen. I'm sitting here in this global warming Birch Bay. I have a question about the jump starters. I left the dome light on my car for a couple days and the battery went dead. Neighbor came over and jumped it and he had a thousand watt booster. I'm looking in the stores. I don't see anything near it. They're all over the place. They, they're built-in compressors. They're built-in USB chargers. I'm looking for just a jump starter. Can you recommend a brand that's sufficient that will start a, a four-cylinder Mazda 3? So there's, there's two kinds of portable jump starters out there. Um, in most cases. One of them uses the old-school sealed lead-acid batteries, and uh, and they tend to have longer output, but maybe not quite as much grunt in the beginning. And then there's the newer lithium-ion-style jump starters, which are basically, believe it or not, like a just a giant cell phone battery. And, and those will crank, crank up the power and put out a huge grunt in the beginning, but they won't last very long, so hopefully your car starts. Yeah. I, I see some of them say the battery must be 50% charged. How do you know it's 50%? If the dome light's been on for a couple of days, it's probably zero charge. Yeah, pretty much. So. And, and so that's where some of these lithium-ion ones will, will have really high ratings on them. But they don't have the grunt, and if your battery is completely dead, it's just not going to be there. It's more like a, it's a battery booster. Um, I understand. Any brand, any so anything you could recommend? Because you're looking at there's a thousand of them. They're all made overseas, <laughs> and they do everything but make cappuccino. Um, Actually, you can probably find one that does. Yeah. <laughs> There's got to be one. They'll pump your tire up. They got flashlights. Yeah. They'll tr- if you give them to your kids to keep in the back of the car, they use them for cell phone boosters. Is yeah. that it? I um, just want one to start the car. <laughs> okay. If you, want, if you want to go down to, to Bellingham Auto Parts, down to Napa, you, you go okay. down there and, and tell them we sent you there on the radio show. And they have a brand. It's kind of their house brand, Carlisle Tools. And they make okay. a wide array of them. They make them with the, the lithium-ion batteries that are rechargeable. Mm-hmm. 
and then they make make ones that are lead acid batteries um, that are a lot heavier and and that's we use that at the shop because they do have have better output and it has multiple batteries in it but the thing weighs like 40 pounds Oh, well, it's got two batteries in it, Kirk. It does. Oh, oh yours is, has got is, two. This yeah. is the real deal. Okay. All or right. you can get yeah. the little ones that that are, I, I don't know, a little bit bigger than a cigar box, but nobody knows how big that is. Um, they got the little ones that uh, that they sell as well that are lithium ion that are really good to, to have around and, and keep plugged in in the drawer in the kitchen or keep in the back of the car. <laughs> you just got to make sure they're charged. Well, the lithium-ion ones will actually hold a charge for a really, really, really long time, which is kind of nice. And they do, they will start, you know, the batteries, they'll start a diesel up. Um, However, I think there's a fail-safe in them to where if the voltage is too low on the battery, being as they zap them so hard with so much, you know, energy, it keeps you from blowing your battery up. And so... That's one of the drawbacks I've found because I've got both. I've got the um, lead acid one, and then I got the lithium ion. The nice thing about the lithium ion, it's tiny. I mean, <clears throat> I don't know how big a cigar, well, cigar box, but whatever. It's small, it's compact, and you can charge it, you know, with you anyway. Um, <clears throat> but I think that um, I sh- I think you need to buy a thirteen pounder lead acid. <laughs> You know, just with no buy a battery. Well, you could buy a battery and keep it in the trunk, then buy one of these. Well, you could, but the batteries, you know. But you know, no, I'm not kidding though. About I would say a ten to fifteen pound battery charger, and you know, maybe it's got a port to plug into your cigarette lighter to keep your battery alive while you're changing the battery. But no bells and buzzers and whistles, just. Give me a jump start with some big fat cables on it. And, and that's what I'm looking for. <clears throat> but looking. hey, check it out. 3,000 3, amp, 2,500 amp, four, who knows how many amps you need to start it. Some of them are 1,000 uh, amp. Well, not much because, you know, the whole thing is like basically you want to overcome your dead battery. But if you're hooking onto the battery cables themselves, you know, it should just power straight to the starter or whatever but one of the things i wanted to point out here is if your battery went dead a couple days ago and um, it's been sitting out there your battery might have froze or it's in the garage it's a new battery it was a new battery it's my fault the car has all these bells and whistles so is your garage staying above freezing it, it probably is, yes. I okay. think so. Just barely the house is just barely above freezing, to be well, honest with you. My point is <laughs> so, is that a, a dead battery, that basically the electrolytes basically water at that point. It and it'll freeze and it'll mm-hmm. break the plates apart. And then you get a big mm-hmm. battery jumper on that thing and you arc and spark. Watch out. And kaboom. That's it. It started and it, and it, I, I let it idle for about 40 minutes and it's, it's back to normal. But the idea is just finding instead of booster cables because you have to have somebody else around to yeah. give you a boost. Well, you, you head down to Bellingham Auto Parts and tell them what it. you're looking for. They'll have a choice. Of, they'll, they'll probably have ten choices in the store of portable jump starters. One quick question: battery charger. I picked up a ten amp uh, no, battery the, charger but, just to have around. Is there a special one? It was a Schumacher, and I looked at the reviews, and in the reviews last night, they said they suck. <laughs> so, so we, we do have to we do have to take a break here, Roger. Maybe after the okay. break, we can talk about chargers a little bit. Okay. Thanks for the call. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you, you are in the shop, Brian from Doctor John's Auto Clinic, Kirk from Angler Automotive. Cash in on nostalgia. Barron's Historic Payback Program is back and bigger than ever. Heating, cooling, and more. Save on everything Barron installs. Get $100 towards your new purchase for each year of your equipment's age. That's right. The older the equipment, the more you'll save. So many things get better with age. But unfortunately, your water heater isn't one of them. Until now. During Barron's Payback Program, you can earn up to $500 on a water heater replacement. And Barron will double that discount for tankless. Spoiler alert. Two lucky customers win free installations, including the customer with the oldest furnace. Heating, cooling, and more. Save on everything Barron installs. Get $100 towards your new purchase for each year of your equipment's age. Good things come to those who wait, but don't wait too long. Call today. Barron's payback program is happening now through January 31st. 
Barron, your full-service HVAC electrical and plumbing contractor. Our mission, improving lives. No purchase necessary. Visit BarronHeating.com for details. At Number One Automotive Body Repair, we know you're a great driver. The creme de la creme, the cream of the crop. Dare we say, F1's 2024 hotshot, but everyone else on the road, they're not you. And when they ruin your day, we're here to help. Bellingham's number one automotive body repair is the premier location for all your collision repair needs. Learn more at number1abr.com, part of the number one collision group. Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. What a great song. Sing along. I almost started to. Brings back some memories. No, it doesn't. (laughs) 360-676-KGMI. You are in the shop. This is Brian from Dr. Tom's Auto Clinic. Kirk from Angler Automotive. It's just a good song. We have Art on the line. Good morning, Art. Oh, you don't want to talk about battery chargers? Well, let's get let's take care of Art, and then we'll okay, talk about chargers. Morning, Art. Thank you for taking care of me. Good morning. Absolutely. You guys are uh, must hear radio every Saturday morning in my house. I am happy and honored to hear that, Art. Good. I have a uh, 2008 CX-7 Mazda, 138,000 miles. Um, the wife went out and. Tried to start it last week, and it cranked, but wouldn't light up. Um, I put my cheap little scanner on it and didn't throw any codes off whatsoever. Um, so I probably used some pretty poor mechanic uh, technique and just decided to change out the fuel pump on the thing, hoping that would fix it. Um, didn't fix it. I changed it out, cranked it several times. Still wouldn't light up, so then I... Um, I had it towed to a, a local shop, and uh, they took a look at it. They ran, uh, I guess they ran their tester on it, throwing off some low battery codes. But it was still cranking. So, I, um, but basically, what they led me to do is uh, take the battery. It's still under warranty, so we took it to Interstate Battery, had them test it, and they showed it was uh, had 625 cold cranking apps. So I, I didn't understand why the battery might lead them to think that it wouldn't start based off of that um so we took the battery back they took it back put it back in the car uh, and uh lo and behold after i don't know a day or so they got it running again i don't know what they did i don't know if they did anything other than just trying to start it but uh they got it going and that's kind of where we are today they they wrote up a little report and uh, we have it and it's been running ever since i'm wondering i had one question would you think that a car that cranks would still keep it from running if it just had low voltage or something? Well, it depends. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, if you've got a, let's say an old tired fuel pump that doesn't, you know, it requires a lot of voltage to get it spinning and you had a battery that was only after the starter sucked up its energy, uh, you only had nine volts left over uh, to fire up everything else, well, maybe. I know. But um, I just wonder if you had a thing going on with the old cold carbon. Well, it wasn't that cold. Well, it's been cold now. Like carbon buildup and the valves were sticking open a little bit or saturated huh. with uh, fuel to where it wouldn't start. Huh. Or, you Is know, they were acting as sponges. The carbon acts like a big sponge, and you got to get enough fuel to saturate that sponge. Brian's over there looking like uh, he's rolling his eyes. Anyway, yeah. but that that would be what I'd be wondering. Okay. Did or, it maybe not prime the, the fuel pump enough when I replaced the pump? Was well, it just starving for fuel initially? Well, you shouldn't have to prime it. The fuel pump okay. should, should do that. I don't know. What are you thinking, Brian? Boy, I don't know. I hate being in a situation where where you don't have that confidence in a car because it wouldn't start, and then randomly it decides it's time to start. I, I do want to say one thing about those codes that that you checked and, and they checked, and we run into this a lot where somebody gets a free code scan or they check with their home scan tool and there's no codes in the main computer, and then you go check all of the modules in the oh, car, yeah. and you suddenly start getting all these low battery codes. 
And and honestly, we see that a lot with cars that, that crank but won't start and get towed into the shop. Um, they have no codes in the main PCM or ECM, but these other modules all have these low battery codes because you've been trying to start the thing for three days with a new fuel yep. pump and everything else, and the battery gets low and it starts setting codes. And I think those codes were likely unrelated, just based okay. on my experience. It's possible they were related. I don't think so. Um, you know, that those are pretty reliable cars and to have a random no start like that and then have it suddenly start. Uh, you know, I'm a little concerned that there's some sort of gremlin that's going to rear its head, you know, when it's really inconvenient. Um, yeah, I agree with you there. So I'm, I'm a little concerned about that. Too. We we use a, a couple different informational products at the shop. Um, one is IATN. The other is uh, Identifix Direct Hit, where I can put that exact vehicle in with all the options, the engine, transmission, everything else. And and I can do a search, you know, through thousands of other technicians around the world, um, tens of thousands of them, who have maybe run into that same problem to give me an idea what to look for or what direction to go. And when we run into these situations where our tests are inconclusive and now the car is cooperating, we do go to that tool to try to say, okay, what's a common failure or pattern failure? And start wow. looking at that pathway. It's possible something would show up there. I would talk to the shop and see if they have a tool like that and if it's something they did utilize on your car. Okay. Otherwise, I don't have a magic bullet for it, but I would not load the parts shotgun and start throwing parts at that thing. I've got, I've got to really, <clears throat> I really uh, try this. If it happens again, next time you go to start it, hold your foot to the floor and crank it for about a minute and just keep cranking it with your foot constant to the floor. In okay. case uh, it is a thing where you got a few valves that are sticking open or something, it might have kind of flooded out a cylinder a little bit. Okay. And see if that'll get it and going. Back to the basics, maintenance. Are those spark plugs 140,000 miles old? Yeah. That's uh, something. Yeah. I'd have to check my records. Yeah. yeah. I, would, okay. I would look into some of that. Sometimes it's the simple thing that's causing okay. the problem. That All is right. True. Okay. Thanks for listening. Appreciate Thank everybody so out there. You've been in the shop with Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic, Kirk from Angler Automotive, and we will see you next week.